Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's talk running back risers and fallers next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Dan Schneier. And on the full episode of Fantasy Football Today on Tuesday or on Monday, we talked about the biggest rankings, risers and fallers for Dave Richard and myself. Today, we're taking a look at ADP risers and fallers at the running back position. And there's some interesting stuff here. Dan, we're going to look at from July, tw- July 1st through the 25th and then from the 26th to today, August 7th. That's just since the start of training camp. So I think we'll highlight some of the some of the changes since the start of training camp and just you know see what we can learn. Well, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you the four biggest fallers. I want to tell you, want you to tell me whose fall you think makes sense. And if there's anyone whose falls you think don't make sense, I think they all kind of make sense to a certain extent. But we'll start with Dalvin Cook, RB18, was where he was before training camp. Now he's RB26. Kenneth Walker, RB15 to 17. Josh Jacobs, 9 to 11. And Jonathan Taylor, 4 to 6. Now, obviously with Kenneth Walker, we do have an injury. He's dealing with that groin injury that's kept him out the last week plus of practice. So I think that explains it. But Dalvin Cook from RB18 to RB26 is kind of interesting because there hasn't been any new information since then. If anything, there's been... He's been meeting with teams in the time that his draft stock fell. So I wonder if that's just maybe early on we were hopeful that he might land somewhere where he'd be a clear RB1. Now, you know, the Jets seem like a possibility. He'd, you know, have a role certainly, but Brees Hall would be a big competition. What do you make of Dalvin Cook's fall here? I think it's solely tied to the speculation that he was going to sign with the Jets. Now that deal hasn't come to fruition. Cook obviously wants to be paid a lot. I'm sure that offer was small, just bit given mm-hmm. the But I think it's probably an overcorrection by you know us or whoever the drafters mm-hmm. are right now. Because in my mind, if he hasn't signed yet with the Jets, there's a better chance that he is going to sign with a team that gets a major injury to the running yep. back. And that's going to happen. It's fantasy. It's football. So when that happens, he could be inheriting a much bigger role to the point where like RB18, like this should have been shifted completely. Instead of dropping mm-hmm. from RB18 to RB26, he should have moved up to like RB12. So yep. I think he has, there's definitely an opportunity there to grab value. What do you make of Josh Jacobs and Jonathan Taylor? They're both obviously contract related situations. Jonathan Taylor has the, the trade demand. The Colts have said they aren't going to trade him. Josh Jacobs and Jonathan Taylor don't really have any uh, leverage to not play for the you know Raiders and Colts specifically. What do you make of their drops? Do you think those make sense? Not really. I don't think, again, they have, like you said, much leverage. Taylor's going to have to play. Jacob's mm-hmm. going to have to play too. Jacob's maybe has a little bit of a better chance of being traded, which could hurt yep. his value, but I just don't see that happening either because no one's going to want to trade for Josh Jacobs because then they have to sign him to a contract, which no team has showed or expressed any interest in doing with any of these running backs, really. So I don't think it makes sense there either. All right, let's move on to the biggest risers. We got four more. Again, this is from July 1st to July 25th, the start of training camp, and then from July 26th to today. And the biggest riser up eight spots. He's actually just swapped places with Dalvin Cook. Javante Williams was RB26. Now he's RB18. And 
that makes sense to a certain extent. He's been cleared. He didn't start on the pup list. That was a concern. Looks like he's going to be ready for week one. Rashad Penny's also gone up from 39 to 35. James Cook from 30 to 27. And Tank Bigsby from 48 to 45. Are you buying any of these risers as they continue to rise, or do you think they're, you know, kind of peaking? Oh, yeah, I'm buying, Chris. And it's unfortunate for us, or for me. I always hate when these guys get hyped in camp. The guys mm-hmm. I love, Tank Bigsby, someone I've been on for two and a half months now. Yep. He starts to rise. I don't think RB45 is, is high enough. James Cook's another player I've been on for a long time. And I do respect and understand the argument, the counter argument, which you've made a lot, which is really do I want to get this excited about a Buffalo running back, but RB27 on that offense with that kind of talent. And I loved his game film uh, mm-hmm. coming out of the draft at Georgia. I felt like he was not just a receiving back. He was really good at processing between the tackles and vision cuts, similar to his brother Dalvin. So I love those two. Javante is the one that scares me the most because mm-hmm. I have a problem investing in post ACL running backs on the first year back from the ACL. It's going to be a problem for me with Williams and with Brees Hall. But on the flip side of that, you look at Sean Payton's history of the running backs in fantasy football, and they're almost always super successful because he has these quarterbacks starting running backs over 30% clip. And that's just part mm-hmm. of the offense. That system is not going to change because Russell Wilson is there. He's going to teach Russell Wilson and you know convey the information to Russell Wilson that this read in the running back in the passing game is a big part of our offense. So that's the one that's tricky for me, but I just don't find myself investing in a post-ACL year one guy too often. Yeah, the concern with Javante Williams for me – Coming back from the ACL tear, he was never a guy who had great long speed. You know, his game was very similar to David Montgomery. Really good at breaking tackles, really good at making plays in short area, but not necessarily a guy who, like we saw from Brees Hall last year, can hit the home runs, can be a 70-yard touchdown kind of guy. That's not really Javante Williams' game. Coming back from, you know, two ligament issues in his knee, I just worry that, you know, the first quarter of the season might be pretty rough for Javante before he gets his feet under him. And, you know, I, I don't think Samaj Piran's just going to run away with the job, but it could be more of a split than, you know, certainly Javante Williams at RB 18 would uh, make you think. And I have to imagine if we get po- positive reports and maybe see him in a preseason game, that that price is only going to go up. I feel like RB 18 is about as high as I'd be willing to go on Javante Williams. And if he goes any higher, I'm definitely going to be out on him. So, That's going to do it for ADP risers and fallers at the running back position. Make sure you check out the FFT uh, YouTube page for more. We're going to be talking the RB preview this week, wide receiver preview as well. And uh, we'll see you next time on FFT and five.